Dan! 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 Hello and welcome to Dancast, uh, the first episode of 2019. This is episode 8. We've been around for about a year now, Dan. Well, we have, it's which means we fail to do it every 8 months. Yeah, every month if, if this is episode 8. But yeah, we are. We but... may have missed 4 months in the middle there somewhere, but that's fine. Uh, a bit of a haze now. Um, how have the first 3 or so weeks been for you? First three or so weeks have been good. They've been good. Uh, they kicked in slowly. There was a bit of terror at the beginning of the year when you think all the phones aren't ringing, Brexit, it's all going wrong. But actually in the last two weeks, it's, it's sort of come back together again. It's, coming, so no, it's creeping up, isn't it? Yeah, life is good and January is rolling past. Where have we all been? We've been to Berlin, went to Berlin a couple of weekends ago. We took the whole agency out there, which is very nice. 50 or so people, very well, generous of Dan. Yep, I met Angela Merkel. I... I I think meeting is probably an exaggeration. But basically, I was wandering on a Sunday morning along the banks of the river, whatever it is, in Berlin, and this lady in a Mac, or a lady in a cagoule, <laughs> walked towards me. I thought, you look vaguely familiar in the drizzle with nobody else around. I thought, you look incredibly like Angela Merkel. And then she walked past me, and I thought, that was Angela Merkel. <laughs> and there were two sort of large bodyguards walking about 10 yards behind. And then I walked past an excited family who were going, oh, Merkel, oh, Merkel. And I thought that was definitely Angela Merkel. Trust Dan to see Angela Merkel. Yeah. So anyway, I met Angela. Everyone else was getting pissed. I had a meeting with Angela Merkel. <laughs> Um, Also last week was our first Ad Features event, which Mm. I hope, if I've been doing my job right, you've heard of. Um, That was with Amazon. brilliant. It was really, really good. Um, Amazon came and did an excellent talk on the future of Amazon advertising. Um, And we got about 60 people into the watershed, which is a great venue. Um, Real, you know, high-level talk from Amazon. Really classy questions afterwards. Yeah. And then the team here who've been running quite a lot of Amazon activity over the last 12 months showed off sort of three campaigns that showed off different aspects of how Amazon can work. And obviously the pick, we picked the ones with the good results and the happy client quotes. But, you know, I think everyone left knowing a lot more. And so, no, we were very positive about it. Yeah, we've had some, we've had some good talks already. Uh, shout out to Sean for doing the, uh, the, the Search Star talk, which went down really well, I think. Yep. And we've um, got... Facebook next week yeah. and YouTube three weeks after. Yeah, Facebook next Thursday. You've got uh, Lizzie from mm-hmm. Facebook coming to talk about... Who used to work at Searchstar. Used to work at Searchstar. She Star. was a little grad at Searchstar about seven years ago. She um, showed me her presentation yesterday, in fact. Okay, And uh, it's looking good. So mm-hmm. uh, I think there are still a few tickets left. So you can find out all about that on our website. But let's get into the digital advertising news, Dan. Cool. Um, first up is the... News that Microsoft and Verizon, 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 I don't know, mm-hmm. um, i.e. Bing and Verizon deal. Yep. Um, Bing is now going to be the exclusive platform to manage search, ad- search ads across uh, both Bing and Verizon's media networks, which means that if you want to get ads on AOL, Yahoo, AOL Mail, Yahoo Mail, Huffington Post, TechCrunch, and other websites, mm-hmm. you have to do it through Bing. Um mm-hmm. Bing say that the benefit to this is that all the audiences will be reached on one platform, and Microsoft claims that click volume will go up 10 to 15% as a result of the deal. Um, what's your take on it, Dan, on the whole? Um, 
I'm positive that it's good news as far as I'm concerned. Um, it means that if none of, none of those platforms, the primary ones being Yahoo and AOL, have enormous volumes in the UK. They've got bigger volumes in the States. So I think it's a more significant deal for US advertisers than it is UK or European advertisers. Yeah. Things like Yahoo are weirdly large in Japan as well. Right. Um, <laughs> big in Japan. I don't know. I don't know. There's a song there once upon a time. Um, so it's it's not hugely significant to the UK. The Yahoo search market has been divvied up under various guises between Google and Bing over the last few years, with, I think, Yahoo technically having to sell at least the, la- the deal before this one meant that Yahoo had to sell at least 51% of its share to search to Bing, but then could divvy up the rest of it where it fancied okay i.e. it was selling a lot of it to Google as well. But I think now this deal is a decider that actually Bing is offering the most money. I think it's a marker also of Bing's or Microsoft's seriousness about the ad market. They also bought LinkedIn a little bit ago or a year or so ago. And I think we had a presentation yesterday, I think, or was it? No, it was actually this morning. We we saw an incredibly impressive presentation from the team at LinkedIn showing the sort of suite of new ad products coming out. So I would like to think that the two events are are linked, that Microsoft are taking advertising in general seriously as exemplified by, A, this deal, the taking over the ad parts of Verizon or become the sales house for Verizon, and B, Really sharpening up the Bing, the LinkedIn ad offering, which has been woeful for the last few years. But on, on I mean, talking about the, the LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, offering, yeah, sorry, we, I we say, yeah, no, I mean, it's I was I was kind of going there anyway because obviously LinkedIn is part of that whole Microsoft thing, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing some in the presentations. Well, I don't know how much we can talk about it really, but it, basically, what's coming from LinkedIn sounds like it's going to be very impressive. Yeah, it's a proper ad platform, and it's a proper. I mean. LinkedIn's always had this phenomenal ability to be a massive B2B ad platform, but they've got other strings to their business, the primary one of which is recruitment. Yeah. Um, And it sort of takes money out of firstly recruiters to salespeople and lastly advertising. And I think they've decided to take the advertising bit more seriously and move it up from third place. Well, we're very interested. Yeah. So look look to us towards the end of this year for maybe a LinkedIn ad futures event. We've yep. been sort of been talking about it this morning, which could be really exciting. Um, no, I think, the, I think the overall deal, I think it is positive. I think there isn't a vast impact for most people because I think a lot of people, essentially, they can't be, they haven't historically bothered to go and buy that ad activity directly yeah. from Yahoo. And now they can get it. Through Bing. Crazy. What's not to like? What does Google think? Google have Google, unhappy? I should think, will be mildly pissy. They probably, I don't know legally whether through competition rules they were allowed for a bid, bid for it. They probably, if they were allowed, they probably did bid for it. And they will probably be going to the market and saying, well, Microsoft overpaid. That's what people normally say when they lose. <laughs> um, bit of a running theme then. Potentially a bit of a bad month for Google. Uh, they were fined 44 million quid for, in quotes, failing to provide users with transparent and understandable information on its data use policies. Um, I know Dan has something to say about this. This is potentially quite interesting. And I I get a bit lost on the technicalities, but essentially it's saying that I'm not quite sure how Google were doing it, but it was one of those, you, you have to tick the box to 
for or one of those you know very long and impenetrable terms and conditions pages that no one can ever be bothered to read <laughs> unless they're probably a, an EU lawyer. A, um, actually, incidentally, there's a great South Park episode about reading contracts, and okay. you should look it up. But carry on. Fine. <laughs> um, but it, it's to do with one of those, and essentially, the EU have said that it, the, what Google has been doing is not good enough, and therefore they're going to fine them. A, what for Google isn't an enormous amount of money, but could become a much larger amount of money. But what it does is affect if 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 this if they started carrying this through, moving it out of France, moving it across. I think it may have been a French-only ruling, mm-hmm. move, carrying it across the whole of the EU, and then doing the same to Microsoft and doing the same to Facebook and doing the same to LinkedIn. Essentially, it could potentially stop the current ad ecosystem, which most advertisers are relying on. Google and Facebook essentially being able to get away with their old data harvesting mm-hmm. and marketing techniques where they can, you know, if I search for, if I search for family holidays in Vietnam, Google will put me in a bucket of long haul family travelers yeah. and will, and it will essentially allow people to target advertise it. And then Google will move that data across onto what used to be called the double click network. And I will be allowed to buy data. Yeah. You know, buy ad campaigns based on that data or Facebook. Uh, if I log into some long haul travel site using my Facebook ID, Facebook are quietly slipping that data away and then running ads at me based on the fact that I want to go on a long haul holiday. And, and they're doing all that under the cover of these terms and condition agreements. And if the yeah. EU start clamping down on those agreements, the ad industry is going to be in a lot of trouble. So I think the amount of money isn't enormous in the big no, scheme think, of things. They're, they're, but if these rules are rolled through, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, so that's the one to watch. I think Google are challenging it from what I read. They're challenging the ruling. Yeah, they've, uh, they've, they've, um, yeah. If they lose and it gets scaled out, it's interesting. Yeah, I think the, um, I looked up and the theoretical max fine for Google would be 4 billion quid. So actually 44 million isn't hef- no. that hefty, but it could... Four billion is a proper amount of money. Yeah, yeah. do that, it'll stop completely. Yeah, even but, I'd care about that. So yeah. you, talk, you talk about the implications it could have throughout the, the wider ad industry. Mm-hmm. Do you... It's a bit of, I'm not sure what you'll say about this question, but do you think instances of this sort of legislation in action are potentially actually negative for the development of the ad industry and, and, and what they do with advertising? what companies like Google do with advertising and the targeting options they have, do you think actually it, it limits those? Oh, it massively limits them. If Because there is, there is a lot of very good data around that allows people like us to show relevant advertising to people in a way that I'd argue isn't intrusive. You know, we're just using the information that is out there to, or using to, to show relevant advertising. We're not... There are rules that allow it so we can't see who the individuals are, but it allows a very efficient ad ecosystem to work. Mm. And I think this sort of thing is is basically quite anti-business. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Um, and, I, and I always struggle with, you know, if I was running ads saying, you know, address two individuals naming them, that's very different, but that's not what this is. So I would... I thought I have a feeling... It's it's a probably a victory too far for the privacy campaigners. Okay, but we'll see. Makes people feel better, but actually hinders commerce. Hinders, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. May, may make people feel better, and then we have to say, yes, I feel more private. But in actual fact, they are no more private because 
No. They'll just see ads that are slightly less relevant. Yeah. They'll see ads for <laughs> low-cost airlines when actually they wanted a luxury long haul. You know? Yeah. And, so we've got a slightly short podcast this week, actually. We're not you can tell a, I like advertising. advertising. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to have a middle section of this podcast because I didn't line anybody up. That's my fault. Um, however, we have one final topic to address. Uh, and I just wanted to get Dan's opinion on the news that's been going around about Google sending out emails to select users, not all users, um, notifying them that Google experts, in inverted commas, will be taking over uh, their campaigns unless they opt out. Um, I believe the direct quote is, we'll focus on your campaigns so you can focus on your business. Dan, what are your, what are your thoughts about this? This is part of a long... This is part of a trend in advertising... Or a trend where Google... Google gets very frustrated by people opening ad accounts and then not looking after them properly. Because um, as far as they're concerned, they think, well, this person came in and they set a budget of £20 a day and then they're not logging in. They're not, they're not, they're not managing the account properly. The money's fizzling out. They then, they, they'll have analysed it. Google's very, Google's obviously a huge big data company. They'll have crunched their numbers saying that if the person doesn't log in at least twice a week, then we on average see the spends falling. Mm-hmm. And Google will be saying, how can we solve this? Google will have been experimenting with AI as to how, how they can manage it for people. And Google have discovered that actually, often, that their computers... A do a better job for the client, or versus they will they'll be they'll be analysing their client base to look for examples of accounts where the accounts are being mis either not managed at all mm-hmm. or grossly mismanaged, and they will be saying essentially, please can we run it instead of you? Yeah, you know, because you're not doing it, or you're not doing it, or you're doing it incredibly badly. Can can our computers and people please do it instead? Which isn't enormous news, to be honest, because they've been doing that in varying shades of forms, I think. And yeah. I'm not even sure this was an official announcement by Google. I think some, some blogger just got hold of an email. I suspect this is probably one of these programs that's been going on for months and months and months and no one's been talking about it. Yeah, I think a few people seem to get emails and then obviously predictably Twitter went into uproar about it. I suspect people have been getting those emails for months. And, you know, I've been known, Google has been talking about doing this for an awful long time. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed they were already doing it, frankly. Yeah, it makes sense if you think about it. But yeah. I mean, Google being- is similarly phasing down levels of support. Google, you know, for agencies like us, Google will Google has bucketed all of their agency partners mm-hmm. and has identified a fair number of agency partners for whom it judged they added very little value to the clients. Yeah, and Google, although they possibly wouldn't admit it, has been quite sharp elbowed in getting in at those clients because essentially they're saying, look, we want to talk to the clients rather than you agency because we're not judging that you add any value yeah so we want to get in and equally there are other agencies where google judges us to add enormous value and there they say actually what we see is that when you run the accounts they do much better Mm -hmm. than either when the clients run them or when we google run them or google definitely doesn't want to put the boots on the ground to talk to advertisers with with sort of spends of under a few hundred thousand a month yeah um, and they say, great, if you guys can run them efficiently and grow them, then great, we will provide you with oodles of support. Mm-hmm. But, so, no, I, th- I slightly think it's a storm in a teacup. Yeah, not as, not potentially not as worrying as people might no, be I think suggesting on the uh, social media platforms. Yeah, no, I think those people don't really get <laughs> the way the market is moving and Google thinks. Yeah. 
Great. Well, that was a nice, short but sweet downcast. We're at 16 minutes, which is our shortest ever, which is probably a welcome uh, gift to the people listening. <laughs> I think so. It, and it's also the day we're recording this on the day, on the, what's the date today? Today's the 28th, 29th of January? 29th. Tuesday the 29th. The snow is due. So any second yeah. now, the UK will grind to a halt as a centimetre of snow lands. Yeah. So we shall probably leave you before we put on our snow boots. Yeah. Uh-oh. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.